Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Is uh, Thursday actually, so we are going to do the Wednesday version of the podcast. Oh, uh, some stuff was going on yesterday, so I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow." Um, opening song of the night is "Beast of Burden" by the Rolling Stones from Some Girls, which is my second favorite Rolling Stones record. What a fucking song "Beast of Burden" is! So smooth, just so smooth. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so like I said, we're going to go over the Springsteen Song of the Week. We're going to update the Lost Rewatch. Had a pretty epic Lost Rewatch the past few days. Um, then we're going to talk about a lot of sports stuff. And um, we're also going to talk about something that's really been bothering me lately about society. So that's going to be fun. We're going to have a fun day, I think. We're going to have an excellent day together doing this stuff. Um, like, share, subscribe, support. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Let anybody know who you think would like the podcast. Let them know about it. Tell them, hey, listen to this. Listen to it. Grab them by the face and just like shake their head, man, until they want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that should be a good day today. Ah, I've been... If I had the video, you'd see a little bit more... You don't really would see the difference, I guess. I mean, all you could really see is that I put curtains up in the uh, music room. And I was, like, looking around trying to buy, like, these red, like, kind of wine-red curtains. And then, like, he was like, I have wine-red curtains. They were in my bedroom forever when I had, like, a red comforter and stuff like that. So I'm like... Why would I buy new ones when I have those just sitting in there? And, yeah, so I grabbed them and put them up. So now I got curtains up in here. It's cool. It's cool. I moved the TV back into the music room so I can kind of hang out and do stuff more. I was thinking about buying a TV. I was thinking, nah, you're just trying to, you know, you, got, you feel like you got money in your pocket so you want to got a hole to burn or whatever. Um, what money? Burning a hole in your pocket. That's the saying. Oh, I just kind of woke up. Jeez. Um... I'm trying to think what else, uh, yeah, so I've been working on that, I took down the LED lights that I had in this room, I bought new ones, um, the other ones were starting to, there were starting to be issues, like, uh, certain parts of the strip, like, you know, say if I had the color blue, certain of them would be, like, yellow, and then, like, you know, if I change colors, like, they would just kind of 
continuously be off, so I bought new ones. Uh, they came in a way that kind of disappoints me, um, but like two wheels instead of one big wheel, so I could just like kind of roll all the way around. Now I have to like match them up where, where you know, because they're like one wheel's not gonna fit the whole room, so I have to do all that. So whatever, man, it's, it's just stuff to do. I gotta finish uh, doing that. I gotta get the room kind of cleaned up because I kind of, you know, doing all this stuff. I've messed the place up, so I gotta get cleaning. Uh, go hang out with Jake later today. Is the plan? You never know. You never know, man. I'm going to go down. Uh, I think I might go down a little bit earlier. There's a music store in Chillicothe. I've never checked out. I might check that out. See what they've got. See if they got any cool stuff in there, man. Maybe buy a couple more records. I need a catalog records. I got so much stuff to do. I got to play some music today. I've got the itch. I got the itch, man. Oh man, it's like shooting up. I just got the itch. <laughs> oh, but you know, since it is the beginning of the show, let's jump into the sports talk. Meh. Uh, let's see. Liverpool won the other day, so that was good. Much, 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 much better performance. Much better performance. 2-0 over Rangers in the Champions League. Much better. So much better. We changed formation from the 4-3-3 that we've played for years to the uh, 4-2-3-1. Um... Which I think suits. We have a double pivot with, uh, I think it was Tiago. Who who played the double pivot? Was it Tiago and Hindo? Or was it Fabinho and Hindo? I don't know, but Henderson was much better than he's been so far this season. Alexander Arnold scored an outrageous free kick. The most scored a penalty. Uh, overall dominating the game. Darwin just... Oh, he's almost there. Like I, I Once he gets going, he's going to really shine for this team. Um... Yeah, it's a much better performance. Gives me a little hope heading into the weekend and play Arsenal. Hopefully, we, you know, if we can win the next two games, which I don't think we're beating City. Um, if we win the next two games, all of a sudden the whole season is completely different to like a whole different expectation, a whole different like, we may have a fucking shot here, but I don't know. I really don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up because I got my hopes up after the IX win and after the Bournemouth win and uh, not great. And then Preston North End got a victory yesterday. That means they won one nil. <laughs> oh shit! I forget. Who, uh, wasn't Birmingham City? West Brom beat West Brom one nil. Oh man, good. You know, like I say, keep getting the points. You know, they got to go. Thank God. I said it's uh, it's tough. And Portsmouth beat as the Villas under twenty ones. And I think what what's that though? I can't remember what fucking competition that is. Why were they playing as the Villas under twenty ones? Because they, you know, it would be the Papa John. I think it's the Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> it's like any side, League One. I think League One, League Two, and then like all the under twenty-one sides, the youth sides are in this competition, which is I I think so odd. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it absolutely routed them. It was five 0 the last time I saw. I don't. I think that's what it ended up to. It was five 0 Um, so good for good for the Pompeys. Um, and then the fucking crew. Jesus. Oh, my God. Lucas scored an absolutely outrageous goal. Absolutely outrageous. Caught the keeper out on a free kick from, I think it was just behind the halfway line. Like, oh, it was outrageous. And it was perfectly placed, too. I always hate when they show, like, it's like, uh, Rooney's, um, I don't want to chabby Alonzo's. Where, like, they scored from, like, beyond the halfway line, around the halfway line. But it was, like, if the keeper doesn't slip or fall or just is not being an absolute idiot, knows how to judge a flight of a ball, <laughs> they would have, like, made the save. This one, like, you know, 
hits the back of the net on the fly. Like, th- those are the perfect ones. I remember Charlie Adam doing that, the Thibaut Courtois um, from Chelsea a few years ago. That was a beautiful, beautiful one. And then um, Suarez scored some outrageous ones, like the one against Norwich, which is just, was just stupid. Open play. It wasn't like a free kick or end of the game where the keeper's kind of up. It was just like, you know, we won the ball back, and he just takes this outrageous fucking half volley from... 45 yards and puts it right into the back of the net, right into the corner too. It was outrageous. That was that game. If you've never seen, if you want to ever see the greatest single performance by a player, like maybe ever, uh, let's see, that'd be 2013 Norwich versus Liverpool. Luis Suarez scores four goals that game and he scores absolute worldies the entire way. Like that's that goal I was just describing, the 45 yard half volley, is not even the best goal that he scored that day. That's how fucking great he was. Like, yeah, as much as he's a bastard, he's still the greatest player I've ever seen play in the Premier League. Like, he's still better than Salah, he's still better than all these other guys. He's just, he was just outrageous. It was just, he was a man amongst boys. It was, Whatever he wanted to do, he's going to do. He's, if you ever want to see some outrageous stuff, too, he scored 31 goals that season. He missed seven games because of... Was that Would that be the biting incident? Yes. Yeah, so he missed like the first seven games of the season. I think it ended up being like five Premier League games. I can't remember. Um, because he bit... Bronislav Ivanovic the year before, so he got suspended, uh, rightfully so. Um, I'm trying to think. So he's missed those games. He still tied the record for most goals scored. He didn't take penalties that year. <laughs> so, like, it was just outrageous. And then some of the goals he didn't score are absolutely insane. Like, there's one against Arsenal where he's, like, 35 yards out off a corner and just venom in the shot hits the post, like, Oh my god, it would have been the best, oh, probably been the goal of the season. Because it's not like he's running up on it, he's running kind of backwards to get behind the ball a little bit, and just the power he generated. I said, Luis Suarez was on another freaking plane, man. Uh, Too bad he was just such a bastard. But then at the same time, sometimes you need to be a bastard to be that great. Uh, What am I talking about? Oh, the crew game. Yeah, then uh, Luis Diaz scored a really good team goal. Um, made it 2-0, and then within four minutes, uh, Charlotte got a goal back. And as soon as they did, there was like 25 minutes left. I'm like, they're going to fucking tie this game. Like, the crew ain't winning this game. They're going to blow this. They're going to blow it. And sure enough, 93rd minute, they gave up a freaking goal. Oh, my God, dude. Ugh. I think that's 21 points now from winning positions that have been dropped. <sighs> like... This team doesn't deserve to go to the playoffs. It really doesn't. I mean, they're technically in the playoffs now because uh, uh, they got the point, and uh, Miami crushed Orlando last night four one. But you know, you know, it's going to happen Sunday. You know, the crew's going to be up like one nil or something like that, and it looks like oh, we're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be like the ninety second minute. They'll give up two fucking goals and miss the playoffs. They don't deserve to go. I mean. It is so frustrating. Like, and the inevitability is like the biggest issue. Like, that's the thing. Is like you knew it was coming as soon as Charlotte got that first goal back. You knew we were going to give up a second. Like, at no point did we seem like we had a hold of the game. Soon, like when we scored the set, when he scored our second goal, it seemed like there's no chance this game is going to go anywhere. Like, we had a complete stranglehold in the game. We were dominating that game, and then from then on, it was just they were just. Attacking outlets like crazy. Pedro had a horrible game at left back. Like, they were just flying down his side. 
so I don't know. There need to be a change. There need to be some harder working stuff down the left. Not just I'm not just going to sing out Pedro. I mean, I don't know what you had to do. You had to do something to protect Pedro in that situation because that's where the attacking outlet was for the next half hour. And nothing was really done until the 88th, 89th minute when they brought in Sands. At that point, like, man, the momentum's done. And Eloy Room, or Eloy Room, the goalkeeper, deserves so much better. He made a fucking outrageous save. And um, so did the Charlotte keeper. I mean, props to him. I guess he's got his hands been injured, which if you're a goalie, you're the one guy who can use his hands, and that matters. Um, Yeah, he made an excellent um, shin save off Cucho late in the game. I think like in the 83rd, 84th minute, uh, around that time. Maybe a little bit earlier than that, but it was just... Mm. Like, yeah, once again, 21 points, I'm 99% sure it's 21 points dropped for winning positions. Now, like they said, they have to get a result against Orlando on Sunday, because um, Cincinnati's winning. They're playing DC United, so, yeah, they're winning. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, DC United's not very good. At the same time, fucking crew drop points to them. Of course they did. Fucking draw. All we need is a draw, and that's what we're great at, so maybe, maybe we'll get that. But Jesus Christ, man. Should be so far away from this situation. But nope, nope. For uh, the past few years, uh, Liverpool's always been refer- referred to as mentality monsters. Because we have, um, you know, because it was just inevitable that we were always going to find a way. Because we never stopped pushing, never stopped, like, trying. Like, you know, we go to 3-0 Barcelona, loss, and then we have to come back, we have to win 4-0 and not give up a goal, and that's what we fucking do. You know what I mean? And then there was that season we won the title, it was constantly just... Last second goals, you know, late goals. It was, you know, that's what Klopp was not saying. They were mentality monsters, and man, fucking Columbus is the exact opposite of that. They are, they have the mentalities is not there. The I don't know what it is. And if they miss the playoffs, Porter's got to go. He just has to, because it's not just, you know, we spent quite a bit of money, and you know, we didn't make the playoffs. Okay, it's the way that we might miss the playoffs. It's the fact that we had all of it in our hands and we gave it away so many different times because it's not like you know we're one nil up and we're there at the 25th minute and that's when they score their equalizer and goes one one no it is consistently consistently like after the 88th minute giving up goals that is a mentality issue that is a coaching issue that is you know like I guess that I, I've said in the past I like Porter as a coach but this is inexcusable stuff and um he's got like I don't know how to fix it. I'm not a coach. But at the same time, like, he is. So he needs to know how. So, I don't know, man. It, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Ah, Whatever, man. God, that ruined my night. It really did. It made me so fucking mad by the end of the night that that happened. Um, yeah. That should be the end of the sports talk. I believe, right? Oh, no. Like I said, I got a couple other things. Aaron Judge hit number 62. Congratulations to him. Um, breaks the American League home run record, and there's arguments about how this is the real home run record. Uh, no, it's not. Barry Bonds still played the fucking game. Cheating or not, he still played the fucking game. It's like saying Reggie Bush is not a Heisman winner. Yes, it is. I saw it fucking happen. You know, or the USC team of that year was the national is not the national champions. Yes, they are. Saw it fucking happen. You know, like you don't have to explain nothing. Like I said, it was juice balls more than juice players. I'm still going to, I'm going to, I'll fight that to my day I die. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. But awesome for him. It was really awesome to see. And like, you know, Aaron Judge seemed like a good guy. So, 
That's the other thing with Bonds, too, why some people hate it so much, is that Barry Bonds is also an asshole for, like, most of his career. <laughs> I know there's quite a bit of talk, like, the writers were saying, like, you know, he wasn't going to be a first battle Hall of Famer because he was such an asshole. That that was going to be their punishment, was they're going to make him wait until, like, the second ballot to be in a Hall of Fame. Because there's like that added layer of, you know, you got to be your first ballot Hall of Famer, which I think's dumb. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. There shouldn't be no first ballot, second ballot. Oh, you got in on the fourth try. Why? Why wasn't he a Hall of Famer before the fourth try? You know, weird. I don't know. Some things are dumb. But yet that and then uh, the Reds gave up a great fight yesterday to you know to not lose a hundred games by losing it was fifteen to two they were losing fifteen to two last time I saw you know great job guys lose a hundred fucking games no fucking heart in this team they are so bad down the stretch which I know some injuries here or there but who gives a shit fucking pride should carry you out from that you fucking uh waste I thought about going just to see I'm like oh you know what I got the day off maybe I'll go down. To Cincinnati and watch the game. I didn't go to any games this year, but at the same time, I just don't, man, they, they killed my love. Which I love that the, this is a couple, this is probably a couple months ago, they had the Cooperstown dinner and uh, Rod Carew, who's a really soft-spoken, nice guy, he absolutely ripped into uh, the Manfred, the douchebag that the commissioner is, and uh, basically saying you've destroyed the fucking game, which is great. Great to see other, like, people feel the same way I do. Especially guys of, like, reverence. Because, Jesus Christ, they have killed the game. It's so stupid. They're like, oh, yeah, the pitch clubs cut the game down by 20 minutes. It's not the fucking problem of the game. Movement's the problem of the game. Action's the problem of the game. And you guys don't give a shit about that. You just want to say, hit the home runs, guys. Hit the home runs, guys. Just hit home runs. Those are exciting. People go, wow. Yeah, they've lost all their fucking meaning, too. Because everybody, meh, whatever. I think there was, like, 20 players this year or something like that. They hit 300, like, uh, 20 years ago. It was, like, I think four times as many people hit 300. That's the problem is nobody knows how to hit. They can say pitching's great, which I know they, who knows? I don't know. I, you know, hitting is hard. It is very, very difficult. <laughs> it is a very difficult thing to hit consistently. And they say, like, oh, now guys throw harder. I don't know if guys throw harder. I think the technology's a little bit better because I really doubt We've done so much in the past, like, 15 years that guys now consistently throw 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like, either the radar guns are juiced or the radar guns then were not as good as they should have been. Ah, uh, I don't know. Did I have anything else in sports talk? Oh, I saw that seven foot four French kid yesterday. What the fuck? How did that happen? The kid's seven foot four and he plays like a guard. He's like 18 years old or something like that. Looks like he's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft next year. I don't give a shit about the NBA, but that was fucking cool to see. <laughs> Him just draining threes. Seven foot four, seven foot five. I don't fucking remember. It was fucking wild. The kid's got probably about six years in him in the NBA before his knees say, nope, no mas. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully he has a long, like, long, long career. But, you know, I really doubt when you're that big, your knees are just like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so get paid, young man. Then they're talking about shutting him down already so he can get ready for the NBA draft. I'm like, I'm so sick of the shutting down and stuff like that. I understand you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your money. Same time, like, uh, I don't know. Fucking, you made commitments or whatever. You got honor commitments, man. Like, I remember when I put in my notice at Red Lobster. I was quitting. I'm out the door. You know what I mean? I put it in for a month. That last month, I was the best employee Red Lobster's ever had. Literally ranked. 
<laughs> no, like seriously though, I was like, hey, because I knew I was going to be quitting right after I hit my year. And if I hit my year, I'd got like a bonus for being full time. And um, I'm like, there's no way they're screwing me out of that. So I was the best employee imaginable. Like just, I was in early. I was, you know, stayed a little bit later. I was, you know, everything stocked, everything done. Never complaining, just, you know, just doing everything. Everything the opposite of what I've been doing for like the six months prior where I just wanted to quit. Because as a thing, like it was like three months in, I'm like, I got to get out of this place. Got to find something else. And it took me nine more months to get the fuck out. You know, that's my problem is the pro, you know, being proactive and stuff like that. And geez, <laughs> it took me nine months or whatever uh, to get the fuck out because I hated it. I hated it so much. Like it just drove me down. I got to the point where I'd walk in, people would ask me something, and I would immediately just tell them to fuck off. Like you know, fuck off, leave me alone. Like that was my daily routine. Like, people did not want to talk to me. People wanted to hang out with me. Once I got over the first, like, half hour, and I realized, hey, I'm here, you know, got to, you know, whatever. Like, I could sit there and, you know, I made friends. But at the same time, like, dude, the f- that first half hour, I was just a bitter sack of shit. <laughs> it was. I'd just come in, just fuck off. Leave me alone. I don't give a shit. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I said it to everybody. I didn't care who you were. Manager, coworker, best friend. Did not care. That was my mentality as soon as I walked in the fucking door. Oh, I hated it so much. Uh, but yeah, that said that last month, it was, how you guys doing? You ready to, ready to win the day? <laughs> I wasn't that fucking lame. Oh, man. Saying great with an eight, you know what I mean? GR8. <laughs> I hate those motherfuckers. Dude, that thing was sick, bro. Oh, Jesus. Like, fuck. You're like 45. What are you doing? Oh, man. I do that ironically. You do not. <laughs> but I'm funny. That's my thing. Oh, what else are we talking about today? Brandon, I know we've got some cool shit lined up. I noted it out. Oh, man. I guess, really, the last thing we do before the uh, Springsteen Song of the Week, I'm going to talk about something that's really been bothering me lately. Like, like truly. Ugh, like, just... The past, like, I say months, I have seen four or five different cars with decals in the back of the window that just says, I eat ass. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not talking about that. Whatever. You like to do whatever you want to do. Doesn't bother me. As long as you're not, like, fucking stabbing people, hurting people, doing whatever, and they are of legal age and all that, I don't give a shit what you do in your private time. But what the fuck are you doing posting that in public? You know what I mean? Like... Fucking, a six-year-old could see that and has to ask his dad, like, what does that mean? What the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I've been seeing this so much, like, people just being outright, like, shitty, immature people way past the time where it's, like, kind of, not acceptable, but, like, expected. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are we putting that emblem right there? I, uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's part of this whole weird bullshit that we have now in society where we have to try to make our mark no matter what or just go like the whole going viral thing you don't care how you get famous as long as you get famous you don't care that you know you're you could be fucking up somebody for life because like i said kids are fucking impressionable they have no idea about anything they see something that can influence them for the rest of their life i talked about this when i was talking about parenting a few years a few weeks ago about how like you could do all the right things and the kid still comes out fucked up they see something like that they that might Turned him into something. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But why the fuck is that going on now? I don't get it. 
one, nobody cares about you, so you don't have to post your fucking feelings about anything. You eat ass, good for you. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Funny, Brandon. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I was like, nobody cares. All it is is it's trolling. It's literally trolling in real life. It's like, one of the funniest Twitter pages is uh, shirts that go hard, but at the same time, if you wore half those shirts in public, I'd be disgusted with you as a human being. Like, you know, and I'm not one who uh, kind of checks his, uh, you know, things he says about people, but if you, like, that shit, I hope you get in a car accident. I really do. I really do. I hope you get into a single car accident and you don't get to walk away from it. Because, like, yeah, you just, you're literally trying to make the world a worse place. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have time for people who make the world a worse place. And I just, yeah, I, I, it's fucking ridiculous, man. I'm, I guess I've seen like five or six cars in the last month with this shit on it. And I just don't get it. I'm like, what are you trying to achieve besides just, you know, trying to fuck people up or just, I don't know. At the same time, it's just like the same thing with people who literally deck out their car in whatever political ideology they believe in. And it's more on the right side than the left, at least that I've seen, like the people who literally every spare inch of their car has some form of QAnon fucking conspiracy wrapped around it. Uh, you know, uh, Biden drinks blood bullshit. Like, you know, um, the same fucking thing, really. Like, nobody gives a shit about you. Your life is meaningless, so you just need to accept it. Because, like, this, and you know what? The reason your life is meaningless is because you get so obsessed with things that don't fucking matter that you literally post it all over your goddamn car. You literally put in, you know, the Clintons did 9-11 or some bullshit all over your car, and you think for some reason, oh, man, I'm so important. It's like, no, you lost your chance to be important by diving into this shit. <laughs> Earth's flat, bro. <laughs> You're a goddamn idiot if you think the earth's flat, and I have no qualms of letting you know that you're a fucking goddamn idiot if you let me try to, like, you try to tell me that the earth's goddamn flat. <laughs> like, no problem saying you're a fucking idiot whatsoever. You know, the only person I wouldn't say that to is my mother. <laughs> I'd let my mom be like, hey, you know, you can have your own beliefs. I love when they try to drop this and then try to say how you're like a fucking, uh, what is it, a sheep or whatever. You just, you just, you eat whatever the fed to you. I, I do my research. I'm like, yeah, well, all you have to do is like, like, 10 seconds of fucking research to realize the goddamn Earth's around. Like, 10 seconds of fucking research. And all you do is come up with stupid goddamn experiments. I don't know. I know, like, the Earth's flat thing is probably a few years past its prime, but Jesus Christ. Like, the fact that it became a thing is a fucking joke. And if you think that, you're a fucking joke. Sorry. Sorry that I... Sorry that you feel that way, I guess. Why can't I just have my opinion? Well, because your opinion is goddamn stupid and taking us backwards as a society. So, yeah, that's the fucking problem. Sometimes opinions are wrong, you know? Also, it's not an opinion. It's literally a lie or it's just wrong. You can have opinions like, hey, you know, I don't think ketchup's good on hamburgers. Okay, that's an opinion. I think it's wrong. I think ketchup's pretty good. It's a good condiment. It does its, it does its job. But at the same time, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It does its job. Ketchup's good condiment. Better on fries than burgers. Um, Yeah, but going back to like the whole... That emblem, it's just... What the fuck are we doing, guys? Seriously, think about others for a goddamn second. You know what I mean? It's, it's It comes down to just like how selfish of a society we are. And like I said, it's just... Trying to be noticed. At the same time, do you... And that's that's the thing with social media. You don't care what you're noticed for anymore. As long as you are noticed. Um Yeah. You're not you don't give a shit if you're noticed for your talent. You just wanna you just want to be noticed for whatever 
And, I don't know, man. I don't get it. If I'm going to leave my mark on something, I just want to be remembered for something that I was good at, not something that I just, like, you know, I just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I don't get it, guys. Come on. We just need to be better as a society. We just do. We got to try better. We got to try a little harder. Breathe a little deeper. Also, sometimes there's a reason why you'll never be noticed. You know what I mean? It's because you're no good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. We really went off the rails here, haven't we? I don't give a shit. Whatever, it's time for the Springsteen Song of the Week. Um, We're going to do a big tonal shift for the boss here. We're going the title song of Nebraska, which is, since it's a title song, Nebraska. Could you imagine, though, it's 1982. Bruce is coming out with a new record. And you've heard everything leading up to that. You know, from Greetings from Raspberry Park, The Wild Innocent, The Born to Run, Darkness, The River. And then this shit hits? You're just like, whoa, this is completely out of left field and different. Oh, man, I do love Nebraska. I love to turn my little Govi lights. That's what I got, the Govi LED lights are really neat. If you don't, if you want to do some LED lighting, pretty good, pretty, you know, not overly expensive. I think I got the, the 100 yards for like 60 bucks or something like that. Not 100 yards, 100 square feet or whatever, however they do their fucking measurements. <clears throat> Which is way more than I need, but at the same time, I thought they would come in as one roll and I could just easily cut them, but it's not how it worked, but whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the Govee lights. I like to turn them on the red and listen to Nebraska, and it's really fucking cool. It's really neato burrito, bro. Oh, but yeah, this is Nebraska by uh, Bruce Springsteen. One of the oh man, like I said, the tonal shift. Like you know, this is like the birthplace of Ghost of Tom Joad. Those you know, kind of that more a pol- little bit more political leaning Springsteen, a little bit more kind of uh, everyman outlawish type feeling. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the birthplace of it. There's probably a couple songs. Like, The River kind of starts hinting at this a little bit. Uh, the the song, The River, not not the album. Uh, the River, the song starts kind of hinting towards Nebraska. I think it may have been the birthplace of it. My, my opinion. I don't know. I've never asked Bruce. Never met the guy. So, who knows? But this is Nebraska by Springsteen. Yeah. Like I said, the tonal shift um, Springsteen's career right here. Like, a complete shift, a complete reimagining, a complete reinvention. Like, you know, he goes back to Born in the Run, then he kind of breaks out a little bit on his own, Tunnel of Love, which I know, like, some Springsteen fans consider that still a great record. I really don't care for Tunnel of Love. Its production is way too 80s. Um, but Nebraska, oh my god. Like, like I said, just that tonal shift, um... There's a little bit more, especially in this song, there's a much more hopelessness to the downtrodden characters than, like, say, like, you know, the downtrodden characters in the from the past few albums. They still have that hope in them and stuff like that. Yeah, even, like, stolen cards. Like, you know, maybe if I just kind of uh, disappear or something like that, maybe I could kind of, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, God, I, I, stolen cards coming. It's coming. That's going to be a whole episode by itself. <laughs> How much I love stolen car. Um... But yeah, this one is all about Charles. Like uh, the inspiration is Charles Starkweather. The, uh, um, I guess it really is act- not just the inspiration. He actually is like the character. Charles Starkweather was a serial killer, uh, or I guess a uh, mass killer. I guess he'd been like a, a spree killer. I guess is what they call it. It's not a serial killer. He just decided one day to take his um, 
How old was Car- Carly Ann Fugit, or whatever her name was? She was uh, 14. And how old was Mr. Starkweather? I'm pretty sure he was old because he was a piece of shit. Um, I guess he wasn't insanely old. He was killed at 20, so he's probably 19. Still odd to be doing a murder spree with a 14-year-old, you piece of shit, burning hell, uh, or burning the empty void, bro. Um, (laughs) no redemption for that. But yeah. Um, through the Badlands of Wyoming. I know, like, the Badlands, uh, I guess... A lot of inspiration also came from uh, Terrence Malick's Badlands movies. Um, Badlands, that was on. He saw it on television. Terrence Malick's film. Terrence Malick's. Terrence Malick's a great filmmaker. I was sitting way back, too far back from the microphone there. Oh, <laughs> uh, Terrence Malick's makes some beautiful films. Sometimes they aren't narratively; they're just a fucking mess. But they are still so beautiful to look at. Um, yeah, so like you know, he kind of writes it from Starkweather's point of view. Killed 11 people over an 8-day period. Gosh, shitheads. And, uh, that fucking... The, um... Like I said, the, the line, I think, also ties into the rest of this episode. Like, how I've been bitching about people who just have no decorum and no, uh, goodness in them. They just want to, you know, they, you know the, the people with those stupid fucking car decals. You know, I can't say that I'm sorry for the things that we've done, at least for a little while, sir. Me and her, we had some fun. Like, oh, man, when you think of the actual, like, what they considered fun. Ugh, killing 11 people, Jesus Christ. Oh, man, like I said, it's such a tonal shift for the Bruce and just a complete reinvention of himself and kind of really just... Gave him so much legs and what he could do. Gave him the options. He, like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to have the huge bombastic band behind him and sound. He didn't have to have, you know, fucking the organ and the piano. He didn't have to have Clarence killing it on the saxophone all the time. He could just break it down to this and just completely still just like, holy shit, blow you away. Um, you know, they want to know why I did what I did. Well, sir, I guess there's just a meanness in this world. Like, ooh. Give it just some shivers. What a fucking album that is. What a fucking album. I I might, you know, since I get down here, get the Govi lights all tuned up, ready to go, throw on Nebraska and listen to it for the rest of the day until I go to Jake's or go to that music store down in Chillicothe. Should be a good time. Oh, man. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that should be my time. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. And if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Uh, Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor, the sponsor of the podcast. So thank you so much for that then um you know yeah like share subscribe support do all that cool stuff i'll be back sunday with three songs of the week um i was talking i I texted jr the other night because like i said i put on uh uh can't you hear me knocking by the stones and now i just had beast of burden by the stones be the opening song of the week not the opening song of the week the opening song of the episode and i said i don't think you guys are gonna be ready for the stones run that's about to happen on the songs of the week because I have been listening to the Stones like fucking crazy. <laughs> like, like I said, uh, Can't You Hear Me Knocking? Like I said, it, they they kind of got me when I was watching Casino when Can't You Hear Me Knocking was playing. I was like, oh man, makes me want to listen to the Stones. And then I said, American Aquarium walks out to Can't You Hear Me Knocking? And I'm like, this is like, I've got to listen to some more. And like, yeah, it's just been a thing. I'll go and. I'll go more into the Stones, because we're at the end of the episode. I don't want to get into another tangent, because... Nah, fuck it. You know what? It's my goddamn show. I'll do whatever I want. We'll do the whole thanks to listening, understanding thing after I get done with this tangent. I used to not give a shit about the Stones. I used to hate them. 
not hate them. I didn't like them. I didn't get it. I did not understand it. I think it was because I hadn't had sex yet. I think that's the key to the Stones. You have to have sex, and then you're like, oh my good God almighty, the Stones are the greatest thing that's ever happened to music. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no, but I used to just not care at all. Not care at all. You know? And then, uh, you know what? I am going to save this story. Oh, man, we'll keep you coming back for more. Because you know what? I've already got one song of the week for Sunday. So, yeah. It's the song that made me realize the Stones were incredible. Because I never realized it was the Stones until a couple years after I'd heard the song. I'm like, wow, this is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. I'll do that on Sunday. So, there we go. Here we go. We'll go over all this again. Anyway, once again, one more time with feeling. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for understanding. Like what you heard, spread a good word. You already know with a sponsor, and you already know where you can find me. You know what you need to do. You need to, like, you know, if somebody says, I don't want to listen to that, you punch them right in the stomach as hard as you fucking can. Uh, <laughs> and you say, you listen here. Give me your lunch money. Um, other than that, yeah, I'll see you Sunday. Three songs of the week, other ramblings, whatever else is going on in the world of Brandon. Hopefully, I'll have some cool stories to tell or cool albums to talk about. I have three good songs probably picked out already in my head. Hopefully, I just remember to put them on the fucking list. And I will see you Sunday. Thank you so much. Peace out, Girl Scout, whatever.